0: Welcome to the Get More Business Show, the cure for makeshift marketing. I'm your host, Melody Campbell, and on this weekly podcast, we'll cover the latest online marketing strategies and tactics that work for the local brick and mortar business today. Whether you have a new or established business, this weekly podcast will provide a plain English explanation and application for the local business owner. The Get More Business Show is brought to you by thesmallbusinessguru.com, a full service digital marketing agency. Weekly episodes with show notes can be found at thesmallbusinessguru.com forward slash podcast. Good morning. This is Melody Campbell, and I am the Small Business Guru, and I am really excited about this episode today. Uh, we are going to be talking to one of my new superheroes. Her name, Angela Duns. She is the introvert's guide to LinkedIn. She's now with Ben Gresso and the leader in digital sales training. And she's been working for six years as a LinkedIn consultant, trainer, strategist, for social, uh, strategist, social media manager, and an MBA grad as the director of training and coaching. Her sweet spot is helping you find and establish your personal brand, which increases trust, earning potential and opportunity. She built her business working with small business owners and is now also coaching the world's top sales professionals. And in her spare time, it doesn't sound like she has much, right? Angela is a hiker a writer, a gardener, she's totally opposite of me, I can't stand to get my fingers dirty, and NFL and Green Bay Packers fan. Her around the NFL page on Facebook is approaching 2,000 followers. Angela has climbed Devil's Tower and was rock climbing guide, uh, a rock climbing guide for eight years. She's also the author of the upcoming book, I get this is an interesting title, conversations with skunks now that's that's got to be another episode Angela that sounds (laughs) like a fun one it is a fun one wow so today obviously I mean because you're you're the the um with and they're all about social selling and you're a LinkedIn consultant and trainer it's all going to be about LinkedIn today And so kind of just give me this little overview of why should we even care? Because it seems like, you know, LinkedIn is like where you have your resume. So what's what's to care about LinkedIn?
1: Well, the people who I see winning on LinkedIn do not treat their profile like a resume. I mean, who cares how many years of experience you have and, you know, blah, blah, blah. What can you do for me? Who are you as a professional and what results do you bring? So, making your LinkedIn profile client focused tells a completely different story about who you are as a professional and what you can do to help people rather than your resume.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I I started kind of thinking about this when I was in um, another position, I was selling print ads. And I was trying to get in front of decision makers for, you know, large like home improvement, you know, local large home improvement companies. And I could not get their attention by calling them or emailing them. But when I connected with them on LinkedIn, it gave them the opportunity to see who I was first. They got a chance to totally check me out. And then they started taking my calls, made all the difference. It's amazing. So, okay, profile.
1: That's an excellent example. And you know what we find is, well, LinkedIn themselves did some research last year, and they say that 67% of your prospects check you out on LinkedIn before they decide to engage with you. So it really is important. And what we've also found from some of our research is that these days, you know, the five touches before you actually get a meeting, those days are gone. It's 12 to 17, Oh yeah. And most of them are going to be through digital. And so yeah. if you're not playing that game well, you're going to get beat out by your competition.
0: Yes. Well, and so I've worked with people who cold calling is like the only way to go, and maybe email, but in their mind, nobody reads email, and social media is a waste of time. So it's kind of like that classic example, everything's a hammer. <laughs> use a hammer on everything, but a cold call, cold call, cold call. But what if, you know, we, we use this social selling platform and LinkedIn, in my opinion, is the perfect business presentation of yourself, even if your market is B2C. It's that personal, like, you know, um, here's m- my professional image, And kind of give them a reason why they should actually, like you said, trust you, want to get to know you, want to engage if they have a need, it kind of, you know, filters out the people who aren't your ideal market. Um, But okay, so how do you, how do you create a profile that does it? What are the top four things that every sales professional or entrepreneur should know about either creating or updating their uh, LinkedIn profile for effective social selling?
1: I love this question. Um, you would be surprised and possibly shocked. Well, maybe you wouldn't be, <laughs> but I am all the time. How bad people's profile photos are. I mean, it's the simplest thing. It's the number one thing. You know, the, the heat map study that LinkedIn did, um, when they, they were actually monitoring the way people look at profiles, the number one thing they look at is your picture. And so if you are not friendly, approachable, professional, you know, neutral background, not distracting, you know, no one's arm around your shoulder at somebody's wedding hmm. and those kinds of things, your profile photo, if you can't take the time to get a professional looking photo, people don't have time for you at all. So that would be number one. Yeah. And then, are you using the banner space? You know, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. We're kind of social media snobby here. (laughs) We are. It's true. And, you know, you can get judged for just the simplest little things. And if you are not using that background space at all or using it well, next.
0: (laughs) Seriously, I look at profiles and go, do they not know that that's even possible? Like, really? Really?
1: And it's such a simple thing. You don't want to be judged for that. You want to be judged for your abilities Yes. and what you offer. So you want to take that off the table immediately. So do yourself a huge favor. Get a great winning profile photo. And on our website, you can download the dimensions for that photo. You send it to Fiverr with a couple of different lines of you know what you want and for fifteen dollars you can get a fabulous background photo.
0: Yes. Oh that's awesome. Yeah I love fiber. Use them all the time.
1: Yeah so it's really simple. So those are the most important. Now here's one that shocks me as well. Sales professionals want people to call them. We all love inbound. Oh yeah. So why is your phone number not on your profile? Why do you not have a call to action? why is the website not connected to your um, profile and your contact
0: information so that I can check you out further? Or worse yet, why does the website not go to where it's supposed to go? And I have to it's good for effort, I guess, but it's terrible.
1: Right, right. I had a client one time, and so I – I was checking out his profile before we had our first meeting and his website had actually been hacked. It's been that long since he checked it. Oh my so gosh. I called him immediately and let him know about that and he's like, "Oh my gosh. It, you know, so it's it's shocking to me. You know, we throw up a LinkedIn profile and then we ignore it and just hope and pray that we get business from it. We we don't really You know, I have, I have a friend, she's a, she's an organizer and she schedules time in her schedule every three months to update her LinkedIn profile because business shifts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice. That's noted. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So what, what, uh, and contact info. So you you've got your, your name, address, phone number. What about an email address? Did you say anything about that? I didn't, and I do recommend it. Um, and, you know, most
1: people that I work with, we just finished working with a class of 320 executives, and you'd be amazed. Some of them had, you know, like Funboy at 273 Gmail. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, I'm just shocked. I mean, they work with, if their boss saw that, and that they weren't using their professional email address. <laughs> that just, you know, so you want to use, care enough to use a professional email address. So mm-hmm. if you have a .com of your own of some kind, or, you know, a .biz or whatever it might be, use a professional email address. And you can also put in there a link to your calendar so that somebody, yeah. oh. you know, And the thing that shocks me is that people don't realize that most of the time people are looking at your LinkedIn profile on their mobile. Now I'll tell you what has saved my butt a number of times, you know, you're late for an appointment um, because of the traffic or whatever it might be. It's a new person. You don't have them in your contact info in your phone. So all I have to do is look up their name on LinkedIn if mm-hmm. their phone number is anywhere on their profile, it's a one touch, and I can be talking to them while I'm driving across the bridge.
0: Nice. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. It's saved yeah. my butt so many times. So have your LinkedIn or have your phone number included on your LinkedIn profile. I have mine in three different places. So I have it in the about section, in the contact info, and in my work experience.
0: Okay. So, say a little bit more about the thought behind, because contact info is is a given. But and and is the phone number uh, in the about and in the what would you say work experience are, are those one touch or, or they they're are. just there? Oh, really?
1: Cool. If you put an address in there, you can look it up on Google Maps. Nice. If you have it. a physical address, yeah. Yeah, and, and then the final thing that I would say about the profile that is absolutely essential, and no one seems to get it, is it needs to be client-focused. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have 17 years of experience doing blah, blah, blah. No
0: one cares. Yeah. What, yeah. What? How does blah, blah, blah change my life? <laughs> yeah. It is very important to
1: establish your credibility, but that comes in the second or third paragraph. Mm -hmm. You want to lead your headline and the about section with who do you serve, what problem do you solve, and what results do you bring? What can you do for me so that I can very easily scan your profile and find out, are you my person? Are you a possibility or not? you have to be able to say that in five to seven seconds or they are already on to the next profile.
0: And you know what? Here's the thing. I read um, uh, Perry Marshall's book, The 80-20 uh, Rule or something yes. like that title. And he talks about that sales, <clears throat> excuse me, is a, just as much about disqualifying the people yes. as it is yes. qualifying the people. So if you have a client-focused, uh, not just... Because saying how amazing you are has the, has the flavor of, try, you know, uh, of trying to get all, all the eyeballs, because I am so amazing. But if you say, I work with attorneys that have an office size of X or whatever. I mean, may not be that language, but it's very specific. Then people go, oh, well, I don't have a, a law firm, so she's probably not my girl. Okay, boom. Then you don't waste time talking to people who are not your people. It's a courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. It's very efficient too. I'm all about efficiency because I get busy and I don't have time to talk to the wrong people. Seriously. Right. None of us do. Yeah. Well, some of us are like, I don't want to talk to anybody because if I could just talk to them, I'll convince them. No, no. That creates a lot of problems. Um, Okay. So kind of going back to that contact info, um, what's the best way to, you talked about putting a calendar link in there, but are there some other ways to kind of spice it up? So we, you know, you can have calls to action for the right people. Once they read your, your um, about section, who you serve, what problems you solve. And they say, Angela is my, my girl. What else can you put in that contact info?
1: Well, if you have a blog or a website, you want to make sure that you're driving traffic to those because that's another way that people can get to know you and develop that trust. You know, and especially if you're using video on the website, you want to not only include it in your about section, but drive them to the website where they may have you know, auxiliary information that goes with that video. But video is amazing on LinkedIn because people feel like they already know you when they come to that initial consultation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the concept of a landing page is kind of a no brainer. I mean, because who would do pay per click? without a specific landing page. I mean, I know some people that don't understand pay-per-click would send them just to the home page of their website without sending them to a particular landing page with a lead capture. And I always try to speak in plain English for my listeners in case they don't know what that means. It's a page that's focused on the ad that you just ran and how, you know, how they can take that next step in becoming connected with you. So why not do that? On LinkedIn, like that well, so and that's sense.
1: what I tell everybody the way you should design your entire profile is what is the next step you want someone to take. So if it's to check out one of your blogs about um, compliance and legal, if you're in insurance or if it's to schedule initial appointment, if it's to download a specific guide or to sign up for your newsletter, whatever that next step is, your entire profile should be designed so that you're, you're setting that up.
0: Exactly. And I think that, It takes, it takes a little bit of conversation to get in that mindset because people, uh, okay, so I will talk, I can't talk about people because I talk about me, me, I tend to initially start thinking about Features, 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 and that's the. I have 17 years of experience, and I da 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 da. But if you can get somebody to brainstorm with and kind of turn that around, and somebody that's maybe not in your industry, you know, like a client or just somebody who's in another another person you network with, so they can ask you when you say, "Well, I have 17." Well, I I have 18 years of digital marketing experience. Um, somebody could ask me, "Well." what does that mean to me if I am your ideal client? Like what kinds of things have you done and why does you know, so having that kind of somebody to chat about that information when you put it on your um, profile makes a huge difference because you end up talking from your perspective instead of the client's perspective.
1: Right. Well, and here's another thought for you, you know, People try to be all things to all people on LinkedIn. They want to mm-hmm. put up the laundry list of absolutely everything they can do for you. Instead of focusing on the one thing that is generally the entry point for a new client, if you focus on what the entry point is, whether it's an assessment or, you know, a lesser product that leads to relationship and, and more additional sales, mm-hmm. Um, that's what you should focus on. Don't try to be all things to all people because it's too confusing. I just get overwhelmed and you know, it's that cognitive dissonance. Yeah. know what you do because
0: you do everything. And I'm somebody that specializes (laughs) in what I need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll do everything, including make you breakfast and wash your dishes. (laughs) No, that's not what I need. Um, yeah, that is that's so important. And I am guilty of, you know, because I, I feel like I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, and I'm going to catch him on anything. No, 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 no. We Just, you know, I found a lot of success recently by saying, no, I do this and have it be just this. I'm getting better at it. Um. So, but is there any kind of secret sauce for engaging uh, in, um, to, to have my connections, you know, once I've got a really good uh, profile and then I want to start engaging with people, I don't want to come across as super salesy or spammy. Um, I don't want to turn people off or make them ignore me. What's the secret sauce for that?
1: Well, it's, you know, the people who win on LinkedIn are authentic and good at building digital relationships. And so, you know, if you're doing a posting campaign, I mean, if you post regularly, you want to monitor those posts. And if there's a second connection, not somebody that's directly connected to you that comments or likes that, you want to reach back to them because they're already interested in you. It's not being pushy they've given you permission to reach back to them and say, hey, thank you for liking that article or that post about blah, blah, blah. I'd love to have you in my network. Let's continue the conversation. Yeah, It's a very gentle way to do that. My number one lead generation tip is look at who's viewed your profile. Out of the 600 million people on LinkedIn, If somebody looked at your profile, you came up in a search, you were recommended by somebody, somehow you came on their radar, they're curious, Mm -hmm. I always reach back and I say, you know, hey, Mark, thank you for looking at my profile. Is there anything I can do to help you professionally? Just curious how you found me. Let's connect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great, that's, that is great. And, you know, here's the thing, cause we're going to talk a little bit here in a, in a minute or two about LinkedIn free or premium for years and years. I've been using LinkedIn free, but having this kind of pulling that veil back and being able with, with premium and being able to look at and assess everybody whose radar I showed up on and build those connections. I have made some amazing connections I would have not made otherwise with that one tool. So that's a, that's a really great point. So I'm going to take us back to the whole secret sauce thing. Um, so, so they show up in your, in your feed and, and they may be commented on something. Um, what else can we do?
1: Well, it, besides looking at who's viewed your profile, um, it, you know, here's, here's a big one. <laughs> If somebody reaches out to you, don't wait for three months to reach back. Really? (laughs) You have no idea how many of my clients, you know, I look at their messages on LinkedIn and they're like, this is somebody inquiring about your business from three months ago. Did you ever reach back to them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, sorry to interrupt, but one thing that I wish LinkedIn would somehow do differently, you know, if you, uh, change positions, add something, or have a birthday, you have hundreds of happy birthdays in your messaging. <laughs> and I don't want to ignore them all because those are ignored messages and there's opportunities. So I've been thinking, you know, okay, there's an opportunity here, but it's, I just, that's not my, that's not my first choice for a connection opportunity. What am I missing about that? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought that up. We use a
1: tool called Auto Text Expander. Now, inside Autotext Expander, I have probably about 100 codes for short messages and uh-huh. some really long messages. So, and I can customize those. So I can type in um, BDY, and that'll be a birthday message. And I can have two or three of those. So if it's on a Friday that I'm sending somebody a happy birthday message, I can say something like, you know, hope you're going to take the time to celebrate this weekend. Cheers. You know, something yeah. that's more customized, you would be amazed at how many people engage back. It's so shocking sometimes, and especially promotions. You know, make sure you take some time to celebrate this accomplishment.
0: You yeah, know, yeah. That's like a good one. Yeah.
1: Um, so, and it's short. It's short. And so I have all those codes put into my phone and into my PC so that, you know, with three or four letters, I can be populating a message with a whole verbiage about whatever it is. And groceries are another big one. And there are so many times that people are like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking about you the other day. Let's have a conversation. Let's have coffee. You know, what are you up to these days? Mm. It's like jiggling the whole network and just re-engaging with people. And it doesn't matter if
0: it's been 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I got to get over that because, and I'm thinking on the receiving end where, you know, on the December 20th, every year on my birthday, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these messages. And... um but, you know, it's. I think it's just a perspective shift I need to have because those are opportunities to co- reconnect with those people. And a lot of them have had changes that I could go, well, thank you so much. And, hey, I noticed that you have this change happening, you know, or just happened or whatever and can, um, you know, make that connection. It's just, it just fe- felt overwhelming to me <laughs> over the last few years. I'm like, ah, what do I do with this? Thank you for saying happy birthday. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Right. And so if you have a couple messages that are automated, you seriously can sit down in a half an hour or an hour, you know, and be discretionary, you know, who are the ones you really want to contact. And if you have time, you go back and do the other ones. But when I joined Vingresso, um, we were schooled on a whole way of taking advantage of, hey, congratulations on the new position. We had Mm -hmm. a whole campaign built around that. Mm. I'm impressed. The timing was, you know, there was an email that went out. We had messaging on the back end for LinkedIn that would go out. And I had a flurry of almost 50 appointments in that first month just because of the campaign that we did around that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and I are talking and I'm trying to remember what the initial contact was, but it was there was definitely, and I know you're probably going to talk about this at some point, there was definitely a cadence to how you connected with me. Um, And and it was very genuine and it was very, uh, because I think I started listening to the social selling podcast with Mario and I've known about Vivica. I mean, she was like the first you know, LinkedIn goddess and <laughs> know about her, but then, you know, I'm, I'm listening and I'm downloading and I'm getting some information because I know I need to step up my LinkedIn game. And then I started hearing from you and it was very genuine and there was a cadence and you know, it sounds like that's what you're talking about with this campaign around birthdays and congratulation and anniversaries is part of that cadence of building a relationship.
1: Yes, yes. And so we do use a CRM. And I, you know, some of it's random, but I I really pay attention to how many times has somebody actually visited the website? And have they actually downloaded something? Mm -hmm. And then I reach back to them and say, you know, thank you for downloading the ultimate guide to LinkedIn. What did you find the most useful in that? And so I I do have a very specific cadence and then I set up reminders um, to get back to people. And, you know, if they ask a question, I'm going to send them a specific piece of content because we are, I mean, we are so content rich. We have something about almost everything if it has to do with, digital or prospecting or sales whether you're in the small business space Mm -hmm. a solopreneur or a huge enterprise that's looking for an employee advocacy program we've
0: got it all yeah oh it was like it it like turn me loose like a kid in a candy store there's so it's like a library of resources and most of it's ungated. yeah oh yes yes and it's like oh my gosh this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, "Woohoo!" And and then the best part about it is I got to connect with you. And so this has been this has been fabulous. Um, so well, and there's something that that I that I was hoping you'd talk more about because I, in listening to, um, social selling, I hear Mario talk about it all the time. It's PVC, PVC, <laughs> PVC. Well, what the heck is PVC? Personalize, add value.
1: And use a call to action. Well, isn't that kind of salesy? Um, it is, but you want to make it genuine. And most people think a call to action is asking for a meeting. And it's not. It's not. It's just asking for
0: that next engagement. What do you think? Yeah, well, because like you kind of did the same thing with me. You know, like even asking, what you like best about what you just downloaded? Right. That's a call to a next, um, the, you know, the next sentence in the conversation. I mean, so you have to really think through what a call to action is. And then if I said, well, you know, um, I really liked about the information about, you know, how to spruce up my contact info on my profile. And you might say to me, well, if you liked that, you might also like, Exactly,
1: exactly. So it's always adding value. Yeah. And it really has to be personalized. You're not going to send a piece of content about an employee advocacy system to someone who's a small business.
0: It's just not going to be useful. Exactly. You have to know your market, slice it and dice it down to the very tight niche. And LinkedIn is different from Facebook in that Facebook, even though you can do business on there, it really is a lot more about socializing, yes. which is, it is a part, you know, it's kind of like business after hours type of a thing, you know, right. like a chamber uh, business after hours thing where LinkedIn is like the I group. It's like going and you're doing serious business. You're, it's the go giver's game. Your yes. Pitch. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so the other thing about the personalization that's super important is read their profile. Find something that you have in common with them. And I'm going to give you an excellent example. Um, There was someone that appeared on my radar. I don't even remember how he showed up. But his headline on LinkedIn says, funny, cat-loving, social-selling Scottish guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, fun. It's like, get on the phone so I can hear your accent. (laughs) So I sent him, I,
1: I run a Facebook page that's called Catterday. And so I sent him an invitation to that. And he was like, Oh my gosh that's an amazing page. We have been talking back and forth across the pond like every other day for a couple of weeks now. And it's just been an amazing conversation and and we're talking about partnership. So it, wow. Awesome. It's it's really funny because I'm you know okay here's what our CSO says. Kurt Shaver will tell you We don't do business with glass buildings. We do business (laughs) with people.
0: Yeah. Isn't that the truth? And we forget. People are quirky. (laughs) We sure are. And I'd really rather do business. I mean, all things being equal in terms of their ability to deliver, I'd rather do business with somebody that has a little bit of personality. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It just greases the wheels of the entire process. Oh, Okay. So I, I want to move things along here. Um, this is, this is really good stuff. So I have really been impressed with what, um, LinkedIn has been able to do with the focus on, um, being an influencer or a thought leader, but is, um, is, um, what's it guy? <laughs> Bill Gates, you know, he's a thought leader, well, yeah. but, How do I position myself as a thought leader in my universe? There's a couple of
1: ways to do that. Um, You really cannot do it without a content strategy. It's just not possible. So it depends on the size of your network, how frequently you post. Um, But most most of us at Vingreso post at least three to four times a day. Um, That's not too much, huh? No, no, because how many of your network are on LinkedIn in any given moment when that's in the newsfeed? Yeah, yeah. It, it, so, and then you have to focus on what is your thought leadership about? And you want to sprinkle in, you know, other people's take on that industry with things that you're doing personally, like speaking engagement, you have to walk the walk. People are mm-hmm. looking for the social proof. hmm And then also original content. You have to make a stand. As I said, the people who really play the game well on LinkedIn stand for something, they're authentic, and they put themselves out there. And that's what it requires. And the other thing that I've noticed really makes a big difference is finding out where your people are and what hashtags they're following and really tap into some of those communities.
0: Yeah, that hashtag conversation could be I think a whole nother conversation. <laughs> I saw a hashtag workshop on just hashtags alone. Wow. That's much more than I even imagined. That's that's pretty awesome. Okay, and so we'll do another conversation. <laughs> that's touching the surface of that topic. Yeah. It's powerful. I just
1: reposted a post of a friend of mine and in his network, it maybe got two to three hundred views. And when I posted it in my network that has more marketing people, it went to 230,000 views. Whoa. And we really attributed it twice. I got a notification from LinkedIn that says, your post is trending in this hashtag. And it really was tapping into that whole community.
0: And and two things is one, of course, all about that hashtag that really that kind of it's, it's like shooting at a target. Not that anybody's going to get shot, but it's like focusing on a target, but it's also the that targeting aspect of who is my audience? And am I saying something that is maybe already the conversation that's happening inside their head? If you don't understand who your market is, that doesn't happen. It's all like super right. generic and it's noise. It's nobody's listening. Well, and
1: I tell people if when you're thinking about your content strategy, you want to think of one person, mm-hmm. one yes. single person that is a hot prospect right now, and what do they need? If you're posting just to post, it's a waste of time. It's noise. You're hurting your reputation.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so you know when I first got started, um, quite a few years ago, um, I had um, I found this beautiful, um, image um, on. I can't think of the name of the magazine, but it was the Latino magazine for uh, Latina uh, young women. And it was in their media uh, package. And they had a picture of um, of a young woman and they had all these little – you know statements around you know kind of with with lines going out to the statements from her you know where she likes to shop and what she likes to eat and I mean I don't remember all the things they said about her but these were things that they knew about this persona of who this magazine was going to but you saw a face and you saw I mean and you knew all those things about and so you could like picture this person and so that was what. One of my early blog posts, which uh, I don't know where it's at. I don't have it anymore. But I thought that was like the perfect. So I've always wanted to like create that. I could just put that on my wall. I mean, yes, it's nice to have digital, but we still look around our office. I have that up on my wall where I have an image of my ideal client and all the, you know, that information that makes them my ideal client. Because I think that's so important to keep in mind when you sit down and create your content strategy. And, and that is super important.
1: And not all of us work in just a single bucket. So in the digital training that we do, we actually have a workbook to fill out a buyer persona. Or if we're working with enterprise, we work with their marketing and sales department and work out four different, at least four different buyer personas so that you really have that in mind when you're putting together your messaging. Yes. Your connection strategy and your cadence and and all of that.
0: Yeah. And it's not something, I mean, I was going to say, it's not something you can figure out as you go. Yes, you do kind of figure, you know, like if you're an entrepreneur and depends on kind of what the maturity of you and your business, but you need to go in with somewhat of a crystallized, image so we can talk about that all day um i want to know i mean we've talked about this a little bit right now but for years i was linkedin free because i'm not spending the money it's too expensive anyways i tried the premium and it was was okay but i I don't think i really knew how to I, i didn't understand the best way to put the tools to use for me so linkedin free or premium and why
1: I spent the first six years of my business making it a point of not using any kind of paid or premium LinkedIn service because I knew that a lot of coaches, consultants, uh, small businesses just didn't see the value in it. So I wanted to try and prove that you can do almost everything that you need to do with the free version. So I learned all the tricks and tips on how you can make the most advantage of free LinkedIn. But now I have Sales Navigator and mm-hmm. it's so it's like both sides of that whole story. Sales Navigator is an amazing tool, but it doesn't work unless you know how to use it. You know, it's that hammer. Yes. You know, you can you can smash the heck out of something but that doesn't mean you can build a house
0: true true but you know what here's the thing and this is what i kind of finally came to terms with because like i mentioned earlier i was in um in another position where i was selling print ads and their hammer was cold calling (laughs) And I finally started using my LinkedIn to get to the people I wanted to get to because I realized there was people I I simply could not reach, no matter how many times I called them on the phone or or, or even emailed them. And I had a lot, I had like 80% of my business came from LinkedIn connections. And then I turned on LinkedIn Premium. And it was like I had this whole other set of tools to connect to people. That I, you know, in the whole um, scene who, who came to your profile, because it was people that came to my profile that weren't on my radar yet, but because I had another connection, there was this mutual thing happening. And it now, I mean, for me, the investment is I could make calls for free you know, pick up the phone and make the call. And I was calling hundreds of people a day, literally like two days a week. I would sit down and for four or five hours with short breaks in between call, 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 call two, 300 calls a day. That's an exhausting way to do business. <laughs> but now I can make far less and more um, satisfying connections and then suddenly business starts coming to me. I start getting phone calls or referrals, and I'm like, whoa, this feels so much better. So, how do you learn how to use Sales Navigator?
1: Well, I definitely re- recommend getting some training somewhere. And we do have a very specific Sales Navigator designated training online um, because you, and then you really want to tailor it to your business. So if you're going to do some hunting, what are those search strings? What are the titles, the locations, the keywords that might be in their profile that would make them an excellent prospect for you? And then you can watch on sales navigator. Are they posting? Are they, who are they connected to and how can I get a warm referral or an introduction to that person? And you know, What is the last press release that went out for their company and what are some of the problems that they have? You know, Our CEO wanted to get in touch with somebody and he noticed around January that he was talking about his um, New Year's resolutions and one of them was to run a marathon. And so Mario did a little bit of research, came up with um, an article that talked about a training schedule for somebody who was a couch potato and going to run a marathon. Here's a training schedule that would work for you. Well, he got a phone call right away after sending that piece of content because that's above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. So just knowing those, and he wasn't connected to that person. He wouldn't have known anything about his, uh, without Sales Navigator, he would never have seen that post.
0: Yeah, huh. That's, that's that PVC. He personalized it. It wasn't just personalizing about, hey, here's how you can do social selling it was really just about the guy's personal life and he added value and it was an obvious call to action. Like, okay, who cares enough to know that this is what's going on in my life and I want to talk to him. Yes. Yeah. Super cool. I love that. So um, you, you kind of mentioned this already, but do you want to say any more about the key features of sales navigator? Um, and you know, what, what what the next step should be for somebody who says, okay, I am really tired of, you know, three hours of cold calling on a Monday.
1: Well, the research that you can do on Sales Navigator is so extensive. And then the ability for you to send an email to somebody who's not a direct connection of yours, or to find out, you know, what's the warmest path. At length, it, Sales Navigator serves up what is the warmest path to this person mm. to get an introduction with. Yeah. And, you know, who is another similar person like that? And we use the whole social surround. So who is somebody that I might know at that organization or that is a friend of theirs, even in another industry, um, that I can get a hold of and say, hey, what would be the best way to approach Richard or Ann or whoever it is? Um, But there's so many ways to use Sales Navigator, Uh, even monitoring your SSI score you know we all have things that we don't want to do mm-hmm. and that's how I look at my SSI score is where is my score the lowest I need to be doing some more of that because that's going to help me be successful
0: okay so just really quick because we're going to wrap this up here in a second but what for for my listeners I always say we do plain English what's SSI um, it's your social selling index. And even mm-hmm.
1: if you have the basic, the free version of LinkedIn, you can look this up. And I'll have to include that for you so you can put it in the notes.
0: Awesome. That's great. So, next steps. What, if anybody listening today, what kind of action should they take? Connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's obvious. Yeah. So, I'll have the uh, link to Angela's uh, profile in the show notes, but it's Angela Dunn. So just look, look in the show notes, but you'll be able to find her. And then is there any kind of yummy information you can give us so we can kind of dig into this a little bit more and figure out how to get started?
1: Yes, I am going to send you the link to The Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn. It is a fabulous resource that we have on our website. I'm also going to include a podcast that talks about prospecting and it if you listen to it enough times, it has a beautiful script on how you can connect with people that you are not connected with now and add value. Wow. And it's, I've listened to this podcast three times. It's fantastic. Um, and I'm also going to include a link for a 30-minute consultation so you can get the lowdown on what you're doing right and what you could improve on, on your LinkedIn profile.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That That's tremendous value right there because if somebody just kind of looks over your shoulder and says, you know, tweak this or completely revamp that, that's amazing. And when you connect with Angela on LinkedIn, let me tell you to personalize your, your request to connect with her <laughs> and let her know that you heard her on the Get More Business Show and that what you liked best about this episode. And if you look at the show notes and you download the ultimate guide, to LinkedIn profiles, you know, t- give her some feedback because you know that's great feedback, and then she'll be able to guide you a little bit further on some of the. They have a tremendous amount of free resources on, you know, on their website. So, thank you so much. This has been amazing. I, I love talking to you. We have to do this more often. So oh, you'll have to talk to me when you pleasure. come out with your book. We can do another show and um, excellent. This has been- great. All right. Thank you, Angela. You have an amazing weekend. Do something fabulous. You have been listening to the Get More Business Show. I'm your host, Melody Campbell. The Get More Business Show is brought to you by thesmallbusinessguru.com, a full-service digital marketing agency. Weekly episodes with show notes can be found at thesmallbusinessguru.com forward slash podcast. I hope you join me again next week.